Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hello, everyone. This is the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Today, we're welcoming Joe Jackson and Bob Madden, two people from unrelated businesses, but who are working together to produce a fun and meaningful fundraiser next weekend, right after Thanksgiving. Joe is the owner of Jackson Pianos, and full disclosure, he is my boss. And Bob Madden opened 5050 Kitchen in South City earlier this year. Together, these two are bringing St. Louis the fundraiser called Keys for Keys, a 24-hour pianoathon. So this event is uh, coming right up on Saturday, November 22nd and Sunday, November 25th. It is 24 hours straight of piano music, all types of piano music from young kids performing their recital to professionally trained musicians, bands, all the stuff that you want to hear. It's going from 1 p.m. on Saturday all the way to 1 p.m. on Sunday. They're helping to raise money for the organization called Places for People, which helps people in St. Louis living with mental disorders and substance abuse problems find permanent housing. Being that this is a food podcast, Bob makes sure to tell us all about the tasty food and beverages that you can find at his restaurant, and also what you can find during the fundraiser next week. And we also talk a little bit about his chef, the one and only Miss Leon, maker of the famous fried chicken. Thanks so much for listening, and please enjoy our conversation with Joe and Bob. Uh, let's do this then. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. No, it's really fine. Sound effects are great. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> t- uh, tell us, Bob, what did you bring for us to drink this afternoon? Well, I, I brought two things because like, we're, we're always going for that perfect balance in life. 50-50 kitchen is half vegetarian, half not. So today I brought a uh, non-alcoholic and an alcoholic beverage for you. Uh, we have uh, the Wellbeing, which is a phenomenal non-alcoholic beer uh, that I think probably taste-wise is almost better than any beer I've ever tasted before. Um, happens to be made here in town um, and is absolutely delicious. And then the other one is a Cabernet Sauvignon from Washington State called the Nine Hats. And what's fun about this Cabernet is that there is a, a sort of a group of winemakers that work together, nine different winemakers, that are all doing different wines for this Long Shadow Vineyards. And this wine in particular, they all have a little input on. So one of the winemakers might bring a little Merlot, one brings a little Shiraz, one brings a little Cabernet, but they blend it together in this great way and they call it the Nine Hats. So everybody's got a little finger on it, but it is excellent. It's a big, bold, delicious, yummy glass of wine that uh, uh, can't be topped by by much. And uh, what we want to do at 50-50 is anytime that we're putting something, all of our wines that we have are available by the glass, by the bottle, they're all let's say, very affordable glasses for the mm-hmm. most part. We want to make sure that we have killer juice in the glass. Mm-hmm. And this is killer juice. Sweet. Wow. Excellent. I am sold. Could we maybe get an audio <laughs> of that being poured into a glass? Please I mean, I, this is not for me. This is for the sound of the <laughs> sure. wine being poured into a glass. Yeah, absolutely. I, Please. I am. I'll make the sacrifice. And <laughs> it. And while I'm doing this, uh, could you both introduce yourselves and why you're both here? Uh, sure, yeah, I'll go first. My name is Bob Madden. I'm with 5050 Kitchen. Uh, just opened up on uh, at 3723 South Kings Highway over in Southtown. And uh, we are brand newish. We've been there since March, but we've literally been, even though we've been doing a special jazz night every Thursday night for the last 26 nights or 26 weeks, we have um, just sort of been open for regular lunch and dinner for a, since about August 1st. So we're kind of new to the new to the neighborhood. And we are here today. Um, uh, helping to promote a very special event that I will let my friend 
introduce. Yes. <laughs> so Who I was stepping you? on his line. Yeah. <laughs> so my name is Joe Jackson, and I own a place that you cannot eat anything inside of. So this may sound a little odd to be on an eating uh, a foodie blog, because I don't think I've ever heard of anyone consuming a piano before. But uh, they're more than welcome to come down and try sometime. Uh, I own Jackson Pianos, and we um, have a compartment of our company called Keys to the Community. And Keys to the Community is our eye on how, uh, as a for-profit business, we can help um, level the playing field in our city for the haves and have-nots. Um, Jackson Pianos has been uh, uh, a very um, involved company when it comes to uh, not-for-profits in our city. We've helped to form a number of them. We've helped to found a few, and we've helped to mentor numerous uh, other non-for-profits uh, that have taken hold in our city. Um, this particular one uh, is uh, an endeavor to help a local non-for-profit called Places for People. And Places for People is a um, entity that um, uh, is in its 46th year of uh, operation, and it puts housing first. So it is focused on mental health and housing for the underserved community in our city. And as a um, person who deals with um, the effects of having a, a part of our population um, that is underserved, um, I feel very strongly about being part of the solution. And Places for People is an incredible organization for when it comes to helping people get their life back in order. Um, they work with people with mental illness, they work with advocation, they work with permanent housing. Um, some stats that we have on them. Uh, the, um, uh, let me see here. Uh, they employ over 328 people in the city of St. Louis. They work with a $20 million a year budget and they help as of 2018, they've helped 2,157 individuals through their good works. Uh, my sister, actually, uh, full disclosure, is a drug alcohol counselor there. That's mm. how I got turned on to their organization. She's been with them for years now, and there's not a single family dinner that happens without us diving deep into her work, and I'm always really affected by um, what that what they do for people and how seriously they take it. Um, she's uh, not a rarity with that group of uh, employees. They are all very devoted to helping people in our city. Uh, and the interesting thing right now is that they have just recently purchased a new location, or I don't know if they actually purchased, but they moved into a new location in Suwad on Lynch in what used to be a bank. And um, this is a time that extra funds would be very helpful to them with this um, uh, growth that they are experiencing. Mm -hmm. They um, uh, just recently got a fairly large grant from the government, one that only 25 non-for-profits in the country got. And they are, in fact, the only um, non-for-profit in the state of Missouri that received this particular grant uh, that had an eye on um, mental health and housing. So um, this, uh, um, this is something we're really excited to be working on. Mm, very cool. Mm, and so the re I, I know, Joe, I originally talked with you many weeks ago saying, hey, you should come over to the podcast and we'll talk about, because you're my boss, full disclosure, you're my boss. Yeah. Um, and I just met you a couple days ago, right. Bob, because I tuned your piano yeah. at 50-50. But you guys, you're here together. Because you are putting on a fundraiser at Fifty Fifty Kitchen, right? And it is called Keys for Keys. I completely blanked <laughs> out for a second. Um, it's called Keys for Keys, mm -hmm. and the idea is that um, we're going to use piano keys to generate more house keys to, for uh, the homeless population in our city. Excellent. Um, now, it's not just housing. Their big emphasis is on mental wellness. But um, our stance is that um, pianos are, you know, for enjoyment, but they also can be used for, um, for good in our city. And one of the um, 
aspects that we try to tackle on a regular basis is that musicians not only are there to entertain you, but musicians actually can be real drivers for change in our community. We see that, you know, with, you know, large musicians who come out with protest songs and everybody sings them, and that's great. But there's also just all the local musicians that really um, uh, have a force on how we digest what's going on in our community. And in this particular um, application, we're going to use that strength that they have to try to drive found um, donations into an entity that we know can take that um, donation and really help our community out in regards to um, getting people's life back in order and getting people on the straight and narrow again. Yeah, and the whole thing is really, it's fantastic. And I mean, the funny thing to me is that I have a love, I do not play the piano, I have a love for the pianos and, uh, and music in general. And my restaurant, quite honestly, was opened up with the idea that uh, music would be a huge functioning part of it in the first place. Uh, I think people, when you go to open up a restaurant and they say, uh, or you go to you say, I want to open up a music venue, they think you're crazy. But if you tack a restaurant onto the end of it, they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, somehow that's okay. Uh, Joe and I fortunately got to start talking some time ago uh, when, uh, at the very beginning of this process, and just immediately realized that uh, we had a similar passion for having and wanting to support local music and get music out there and do as much as we possibly could with this. So when he called and said, or when we started talking about this, the possibility of doing this thing, the answer was yes. It was, what is it that you need us to do? Because almost anything that was doing something that was going to promote some good um, and then involving music at the same time that was going to fill the restaurant with pianos, I mean, forget about it. That's mm -hmm. absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. We drive to do these same kind of things in our own small way, and we haven't even figured out all the avenues that we could possibly do it. Um, we're do actually tonight, as a matter of fact, we're doing a Sunday dinner club. We've just donated a bunch of fried chicken to a Sunday dinner club that's going to go out. We're also organizing a Thanksgiving uh, fundraiser. We're doing things on our own, our chef. And myself are very interested in making sure we promote these kinds of things. So this mm -hmm. is just a beautiful opportunity to be able to meld all of our worlds together. Yeah, and, and that's how, how Bob and I actually met was um, we through our uh, Keys to the Community program, we do piano placement. So when we hear about someone like Bob who likes music, I know you're a drummer, right? Right. Yeah, so he's a percussionist and a pianist percussion as well so it makes a lot of sense so when we hear about someone like bob who's got um a, a devotion to not only creating incredible things to eat but also creating incredible vibes for your ear to digest while you're taking that food in um we always try to snag up with them and, and we try to you know create a partnership so we send pianos all over the city completely on our dime we send the piano we we move it all they have to do is make sure that they pay musicians they take care of the instrument. Bob doing all those things. I've gone to a couple really great shows over there. Yeah, more to come too. Yeah, there yeah, are, yeah. There's any really... opportunity to get music into that place. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first time I went there, I was really floored. I mean, the vibe was so nice. I got there and it was the St. Louis Tickles were playing. Oh yeah. And the lighting was beautiful. The wood floors were just just very inviting. The mm -hmm. the piano just kind of the sound of the piano just kind of crept throughout the entire restaurant. Uh, it wasn't overwhelming. It, it, it was just a nice, nice sound. Cool. The acoustics were really good, and the food was, of course, excellent. Thank you. So um, you. I was really pleased that we found that partnership. Yeah. Um, and uh, we looked. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, uh, what the, what other doors open up down the road. And it's funny you say that too. Even the other day when you when you were toning the piano for mm -hmm. me for like a few minutes after you got done just testing it out. We'll call it quote unquote testing it out. But this beautiful music is coming through the restaurant. I'm like, that's all I want. That's all I want all the time. Can't we just make that happen 24 hours a day? And now look, we're going to do it for 24 yeah. hours. 24 hours, 24 yeah. hours. I guess that's a good segue into what this performance really yes, is. Yes, tell people, so what, what's Keys for Keys going to be? Okay, Keys for Keys is a 24-hour piano performance. We will not let the piano stop moving for 24 hours straight. And to do that, we're going to make sure that we have multiple pianos on location. So when one piano has to stop for a second for a setup, we will have another piano going to take up the slack. So we're going to put the idea so far, Bob doesn't know all these, but these it's yet, I was going to tell him really soon. We're going to put a piano, um, uh, well, there's a piano on the stage already. We're going to put a piano in the bar room. We're going to put a piano in the back 
room that you have the kitchen, the right. kitchen. Yeah. and then we were going to put a piano outside in the uh, I guess that would be um, your outside dining oh, the patio, area yeah. or patio and then potentially one more piano outside on the street just uh, is uh, to let people you know driving by that's catch that that's this is the location mm-hmm. um, we're going to start the day off with um, a pledge drive piano thon so basically, you've heard of a marathon where people run and kids get not, uh, a dollar for every mile they run. We're, we've usurped that idea, and we've exchanged running shoes with plastic key tops. And so these kids are going to pound away the keys uh, per minute to get pledge, uh, pledges from their aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. And we're working with a number of different music uh, schools. Uh, Marcy Strong is in there. Carolyn Hickson is in there. Uh, a whole host. Uh, we've got this amazing organizer who's been working with me named Heather Adelson, and she's been really working with a lot of different um, teachers. Christine Guthrie is going to be uh, participating in it. Alex mm-hmm. Sinclair. Um, so from one o'clock to five o'clock, it's just going to be pledge driven piano performance, one after another, after another, after another, after another. And then we're going to take that, and then we're going to lead into. Uh, uh, Kathy Lawton Brown from 107.3, uh, RAF, the Radio for Art, the Arts Foundation, and uh, uh, 96.3 HD2 is going to be do a storytelling sem- um, segment segment with a classical pianist doing the backup as she reads, and we're going to do a, re- a recording of that. Uh, then we go from there to six o'clock, where we're going to get into some singer songwriters. And we're going to run with different uh, pianists and singer-songwriters from around 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And then we jump into jazz. So we've got, uh, so far we have Adam Manis on board. I'm going to reach out to a number of other people. I don't want to say names yet because we're a month and a half or two months away and we still don't have uh, the, the package pulled together. But it's going to be jazz from about 9 o'clock till midnight. Then from midnight to 1.30 in the morning is an open jam session. And then from 1 in the morning, we got Ethan Lewan coming in, and we're going to do some boogie-woogie and some just some crazy piano stuff. Uh, and then from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock is Alex Sinclair's piano um, uh, craziness. I don't know what it's called yet, but she's basically going to pull together every piano player who has insomnia, and we're going to jack them with coffee and... Uh, uh, snacks from Bob's refrigerator mm-hmm. and just keep them pumped up on coffee and their hands slapping keys till mm-hmm. about six mm-hmm. and then at six we're going to start getting things set up and uh, we're going to start uh, we're working with yoga buzz with doing a yoga mm-hmm. uh, class with mm-hmm. um, um, I believe it's going to be Gen Asia uh, very good uh, pop tunes uh, and classical pianist and we're going to do that from 8 to 9 or 9.30. And then we're going to jump into the Soulard Schools Welcoming Committee. Uh, Soulard School is a wonderful school that's in Soulard that is only a couple blocks away from the new location for uh, places for people. So they're going to do a little welcoming thing. And then we're going to get into the food stuff that I'll let Bob talk about in a second. And more food stuff. And then uh, Chase Garrett, I believe, is going to be closing us out hopefully, uh, from around 11.30 to 1, and uh, just a crazy piano party and, and, and scrumping down with some de- delicious eats, and uh, then I'm going to go to bed, because at that <laughs> yeah. point, I'm going to be really tired and not have much left in me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bob, to fill in on the food idea. Again. Yeah, the, the, the fun part about it is, I, I, literally, I think we probably have the easy part of this, um, because we just get to do what we do and then get to listen to all this great piano music at the same time. So we get to listen all day long while this is going on. It's going to be everywhere we turn. We're going to just keep it uh, going with a fun, festive feeling the entire time. We're going to start off on Saturday. Uh, when we open up, I guess we're starting at 12 noon. We're going to start off with paella. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to run That's a paella awesome. all day long. It'll be a completely vegan paella. There'll be seven choices that you can add into it that will be able to, you can add a little bit of seafood, you could add a little bit of chicken, you could add some chorizo, you can build it all up. So maybe you can get one, two, or three different ingredients, or you can get all seven different ingredients and make this sort of full-on paella, or you can go 100% vegan, which I know that my vegan friends uh, are always curious about. But I, the last time we did this for somebody, I got text all night long about how phenomenal it was, just the vegan version of it. 
Maybe you can imagine if you add I, all the others into it. Uh, I can't. I, I don't know how anyone from Spain would handle that because I know that <laughs> the, the traditional paella is like more meat than I could digest. Right? Yeah. And it's the truth. And it's but the truth. I'm super excited about vegan paella. What that the, the fun about it is we do it in a very traditional Spanish style. In fact, that if we were going to be cooking it all day long, we start it up early in the morning, we let it go, and then we add ingredients and just let it sit and simmer, and it really picks up that stuff. So wow. if somebody wants to go all the way meat, they can. But then we're also going to start our, our regular menu as well. So we'll have our regular dinner menu going uh, throughout the day and throughout the evening all day on Saturday till about 10 o'clock. Then after 10 o'clock, we're going to have an entire setup of a completely different menu. Now, these we figure that between 10 a.m., 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., there will be people that will get hungry. Uh, and I'm still reaching out to a few people that um, I'm hoping I can get some friends of mine that have a coffee bar that want to come in and help us do some really fun, jazzy coffee drinks. Um, and if for some reason we don't get somebody, we're just going to do it. We've got the stuff there to do it. And we're working with String Bean Coffee, who makes some of the roast some of the best coffee in St. Louis. We absolutely love it. I'm so really if we're all just sitting there string drinking string bean coffee all night, I'll be good with that. Uh, but we'll make some Main fun, fun drinks with that. But we're also going to create some menu items that we can have ready to go all night long because this really is going to be all night. So maybe at 2 a.m. somebody says, God, I just need something to eat. We want to be able to quickly be able to pull something right, so out. So we're actually going to have the kitchen open. The whole kitchen, time. there'll be food available all night long. So wow. um, whether it's just charcuterie trays or sure. something, yeah. something snacky, Anything that we can get so that somebody can keep eating. And then uh, in the morning, again, hoping, uh, working with a couple of friends of mine, trying to see if we can get into a, a, a certain somebody to come in to work with us on this thing. But we're going to do a juice bar in the morning. Uh, and then we're going to roll that into a little bit of a kid-friendly brunch idea so that there's some fun food. And I think that the juice bar idea, the smoothies... And what we do with the for the kids will be really fun to roll until about eleven o'clock, and then eleven o'clock we're gonna do our chef Miss Leon is known for her fried chicken. So Miss Leon, yes. really? Oh yeah, my gosh! Absolutely amazing oh. fried chicken. Now I don't eat it anymore. Yeah. I had I haven't probably had good fried chicken since my mother passed away in nineteen ninety three because I swore I'd never eat fried chicken other than my mother's. I would be tempted with Miss Leon's fried mm. chicken. So I've 11 o'clock. Oh, it's amazing. Aren't she still does? You used to do the brunch at Heroes Asian Kitchen. Yeah. Isn't that right? I, I believe so. Yeah. 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 And she's also very uh, involved. She and I, I mentioned this before that we have all these different programs, but she is very involved with um, helping uh, people in these in the same situation. So mm -hmm. she's very excited about this. So at 11 o'clock, we're going to start fried chicken and we're just going to let that roll until... Everybody passes out, I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, 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 that's <laughs> so tell me, tell me more about your chef. Oh, uh, Leon. Miss Leon is, is sort of dropped out of the sky on us, which was very uh, wonderful. Right before we were changing this uh, fall menu, we have, um, and I just had met her just a few weeks ago. But, so she um, is the main chef for 5050? Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Why did uh, I not know that? Yeah, it just oh. actually sort of came to pass. We, uh, we were doing another uh, a, a change in personnel. I always kind of joke that we have... Since we've started this rolling in March, we've probably gone through uh, five different people that have sort of run through that mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. um, and not really for bad reasons, some good things. Like the last person who was just in there uh, took this dream job up in Alaska that he's been wanting to have all of his life. So great for him. He went off to do that, which is why we had an opening and Miss Leon just happened to be available. Mm -hmm. but then there have been all different kinds of reasons, but I always joke that we've had more chefs than. Spinal Tap has had drummers. <laughs> How many so. have exploded? <laughs> Nobody yet. We're hoping. Uh, it'll happen. Oh, but not yet. At the 24-hour show. <laughs> it, it just I happened. think this might be. If All right, so it's on the record right now. If we can blow a, if, if we can blow a chef up, but this 24, <laughs> the, the donations are going to go through the roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can put it on, you know, if you, for that extra little push. And that little push. Uh, we can, watch we can make this happen. Mm -hmm. Spontaneous uh, combustion. She is absolutely amazing. What is... The one thing that's amazing about her, she does bring great skills in being able to put food together. And I have mentioned that I think that she's kind of like the MacGyver in the kitchen because <laughs> we have this food. And she sort of walked in right before we started this new fall menu. So um, I gave her half of it and I said, just make some stuff up. And so she made some stuff up and I had another half of it that I was already ready to go on. So she just kind of starts putting stuff together and then all of a sudden this beautiful plate of food comes out and it's wonderful. The best part about her though is not only is she amazing with the food that she puts out she has a passion and a love for food that you just can't teach somebody you can't mm -hmm. send somebody to culinary school and mm -hmm. make them love food sure. love making people taste great food 
they just it just has to happen one way or the other and she's got that and it's amazing and she's this great calming uh influence in our in our house and in our kitchen as well you know just when things seem to be heating up and things are going a little crazy she's just like come on we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to make sure that she stays on all night long. <laughs> she will because we're gonna need her because i can she? tell you after after 10 to 12 hours of piano banging yeah we're gonna need calm we're yeah. gonna need a whole night she'll make sure it happens yeah, she'll so, make sure it's happened so yourself what's your background I've been in the restaurants. I've been in restaurant business for thirty-four years. Wow! Which um, my first employer came into the rest my, into Fifty Fifty Kitchen the other day. Harry Carianos mm. from Spiro's Restaurant mm. uh, came in and had dinner, and he was he gave me the approval, mm. which was Wonderful. so great for me. It was a huge deal. It was like graduating. You yeah. know, I felt like it was a big deal. Yeah, I um, love Spiro's. Yeah, so love good. that place. And yeah. I started working there when I was very young, probably too young, but 15. My only goal at that point was to make enough money to buy a drum set and to buy a car. Mm. And I accomplished my career goals in you see, six months. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> if you aim low, right. <laughs> I realize that's the thing I've been missing. No, right. You just gotta put the bar Emperor down of here. the world. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pair shoes there. there. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Toilet paper things. in the bathroom. Yeah. Boom. Got it. Got it. No problem. Honestly, that does work. But that was it. And I kind of hit my career goals early, and then, but then ended up staying uh, throughout the years, uh, working at many different restaurants. Um, from country clubs and then uh, Turby's on the Green and Remy's Kitchen and Wine Bar and mm. Bush's Grove and Truffles and uh, Fleming's Steakhouse is the last one I was just mm. in. We're, we're very much like gypsies in the restaurant business. We just sort of move with our caravan from place to place and wherever the new hot thing is and we go to it and it's all fun and we're all very know each other. It's a strong family of people that know each other and work together. Uh, and I've been doing it for 34 years. The funny thing to me is that for about 20 of those 34 years, I was sure I was going to open a restaurant. Just absolutely sure. That's what I was driving for, was going to open my own place. But it never happened. Either the chef wasn't available, the space wasn't available, financing was never available. No, um, banks do not want to loan for restaurants. No, they, never, they don't want to touch it. No, it's a landmine. Yeah. So yeah. it never really came to pass. And then a couple of years ago, for personal reasons, for health reasons, I switched my diet to a vegetarian diet. And um, it's been amazing. It's like walking in, it's like Dorothy opening the door in The Wizard of Oz from the black and white screen to the full Technicolor. Um, things just blew my mind for the first time. I walked in, Now I walk into the grocery store and you see it when you walk in. You walk through the produce section and it's bright reds and yellows and greens and beautiful fresh flavors, they're all there. <laughs> And it's amazing, and I like you can just put all this stuff in one pot, cook it. Wait, wait, isn't this this just salad? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so much gar it. garnish. And I found, I found one rekindled passion myself in creating food and having fun with food and doing things uh, that I hadn't done in many years. So um, I thought, and I was just enjoying my, that myself personally. But then what I was finding as a roadblock in eating this style is that there are some incredible vegetarian restaurants here in town. Mm. Um, and I could name them all, and I love them all. I Seeds and Frida and Treehouse and I and Lulu's right down the street. I love all these places. I will go anytime to any one of these places. Yeah, Pizza Hut. Yeah, Pizza Hut. great yeah. place. Yeah. Not to mention that they also do punk rock thing. For that in itself, <laughs> they should get top awards all the time. They just need to do some gluten-free. I'm just going to throw that in a little skim. Yeah, they need yeah, some gluten no, free. that is totally <laughs> the thing, yeah. I thought they had maybe. I thought they have a gluten-free. No, they do not. Not yet. Have a not yet. No. They do that. They're perfect. Everybody mm. else can just shut down. Um, <laughs> that. Uh, but what I was finding was I couldn't get my friends to join me at these places because they didn't understand that there was food there for them. I have mm -hmm. adult children, beautiful adult children. My youngest adult child is 22 years old, and I've never seen these kids turn down a free meal in their life. And I would say, mm -hmm. Hey, do you want to come out and join me for lunch? And they're like, Oh. Go Which is so crazy. Are we going to go to your place? Yeah. One of your places? One Which of your is crazy. It, it is, like, it, yeah. it, it, it's almost like um, eat, meat eating for a lot of people, culinary-wise. Yeah. It just puts the blinders up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It, it sure. just shuts down. I'm like, I just want a cow's side. Right. Just give me a cow's side. <laughs> Whatever you want to throw on top of it, I don't care. Yeah. It, it really it's like is the true. the only thing that they know yeah. is food, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it is. I, my, 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 my wife and my daughter both 
of don't eat meat and my son only eats chocolate so going out <laughs> well, going out to eat is really almost impossible almost right? impossible so that, that yeah. explains the behavior from okay yeah yeah, yeah exactly I I will, I've been known to chase squirrels down and, and wrestle with some trees and just eat them on the street <laughs> rolling writhing with say, joy yeah I used to on say the, the same thing yeah it, I used to always say that you know if I got anywhere near a, a field with cows in it they would run to the other side because they knew I was somewhere in the well that's why I'm about birds I love eating birds I'm, I'm a, a bird eater I'm not the biggest red meat eater but birds and like crustaceans oh. mm-hmm. a chicken yeah, just bugs. looks like I mean I couldn't pick a chicken up and eat like an apple <laughs> I mean like if there wasn't salmonella so, I would be eating chickens like eat apples and that's my yeah. kids and that's the way that I raised them my one daughter just got married last night my beautiful daughter Samantha just got married last night and one of my fondest memories well, of her thank you yeah. Thank you. Uh, one of my fondest memories of her as a child is I would come home at 2 o'clock in the morning from the rest, any restaurant I was working at, and I would have grabbed a steak on the way home, mm. and I would start to cook a little something for myself to eat. And the minute she heard that sizzle, she oh, would yeah. wake up, and it was like little Cindy Lou Who coming from the <laughs> back bedroom. She's not even awake, and I hear, I have some steak? And then we, she eats steak. She's a meat eater. So my kids and my friends... We're not uh, wanting to come and join me at my vegetarian restaurant. I thought there's mm-hmm. got to be a way that we can get everybody at the same table. And it inspired the idea of we can make a restaurant that has vegetarian option and has meat options. Mm-hmm. It is not in a perfect world. It is not going to satisfy the, the vegans. Uh, who mm-hmm. and, and I do understand their reasoning behind that. Um, but that's not really what I'm going for. What I'm trying to do is, is get a thing where people can eat be comfortable eating together and maybe you know somebody eats a little bit more vegetables on the way that's not a bad thing well, yeah and how i see it i mean i understand that there's a standpoint with vegans you know with meat in the kitchen da, 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 da. but i i think that your restaurant is like a segue into the next step in right. in eating that that we have to understand as a culture you don't have to have meat all the time right mm-hmm. and that you know, you can't just force that down the throat of people's. Uh, you got to take mind. it to them slowly. And you you got to take it to them slowly. Yeah, and, and, and we don't want to break good... families up and cause and cause issues. But if I can get somebody eating a little more eggplant, then the next time somebody says, "Hey, let's go to the vegetarian restaurant," maybe they'll all go to it. I'm, I'd be happy to say I was a part of that. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, deep fat fries, I mean, is the gateway towards, you know, eating <laughs> your veggies. I mean, you think of treehouse, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a lot know, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. treehouse is amazing. Cheese uh, and fry, fr- and fr- deep fat frying is oh, generally yeah. how you heal your veggies. You can deep, you can deep fry a piano on. No, <laughs> now, see? This is something we should probably We should try. maybe do. A couple of <laughs> keys, we'll yeah. try it out during the You can try thing. that. You know, shred up an ivory. Oh, that's the truth, uh, yeah. And yeah. anything deep fried in you butter. You deep fry it, it's edible. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. Uh, deep fried breading. Uh-huh. We did. When I, when I opened this up, the the idea of what I was going to put, the equipment I was going to put in the kitchen and trying to pick those items, one of the, I thought, no, I'm not putting a fryer in. There's no way I'm putting a fryer in. And I cannot believe the amount of resistance that I got of not having a fryer in there. Um, and I finally relented and I put one in. And I'm glad I did because now, of course, now here's Miss Leon. We chicken. have this fried chicken we can yeah. do this amazing thing with. But also one of our most uh, our biggest selling items are these beautiful chickpea fries, which are made using chickpea flowers mm. and a little turmeric, and they're absolutely mm. wonderful. And we deep fry them, um, and they're delicious. If mm. you salt them, they're these incredible uh, salty snacks. If you powder sugar them, they're their incredible oh, little dessert. Yeah. And if a fried thing can be good for you, I think these are it. There's at least a little protein in there, there, right? Yeah. I think every. Chef or a restaurant opener that I've ever met has wrestled with the no fryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that I, I was going to open a place called Joe's Ladle. I wanted to open a soup kitchen a long time ago. And one of the things I said was that I would not have a fryer. And then every time I started putting pen to paper and figuring out how to do stuff, that dang fryer kept coming yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm going to make this as a side. Oh, no, I have to fry it. How many pans do I want to have going at the same right. time? Yeah. And, but, you know, it's like that necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, I, mean, I guess a fryer in the kitchen is sort of like uh, chemical weapons on the battlefield. Right. You know, nobody wants to use it, but when you're down in the ditch, <laughs> boy, you want some mustard gas. Do, right? um, this is thing not to compare fry, deep fries, and mustard no, gas, but why not? Let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> uh, they both have the same health benefit. Right. Um, but I true. do love everything fried. Yeah. Nice. Um, I want to throw out 
Okay, I'm going to get away from the sponges just a little bit. One of my random questions. This is probably one well, of the favorite ones. You can edit anything you want. Oh, yeah, I will. True. I'm going to edit the hell out of just this. Just don't edit Heather's name out. I won't. <laughs> no. She's been working hard, She's man. She's been working her butt off. Yeah. Heather Adelson has been doing such a great job. She really put has. Put it at the very front and then put it like six more other times. And just throw it in there. <laughs> oh, every chance you can. We'll make a techno song. It can song sound out weird. Yeah. Like, you can ooch, auto tune ooch, it. Heather, it being Heather, Heather, Heather. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I know. I know. Talk about other restaurants or bars or whatever. Um, I would like to hear from you guys about when you go out in town to either eat or drink places, tell everyone about some dishes or meals you've had that you think people ought to know about, or drinks or beers or whatever. I can do that. that that's hard for me because there, there are some amazing things. There. I, I am proud and happy to say that there are some amazing things happening in St. Louis food right now. Definitely. And I don't even eat. I cannot, I no longer eat most of what's happening, but just listening to it and knowing that it's happening just amazes me. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, without a doubt, uh, to eat almost every day I would probably do is Oleo. I just oh, love yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. great. It's, great. It's a great little atmosphere, but I love what they're doing is so authentic and so fun and the food mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, and and then quite honestly, to follow that up, it, it, when you're maybe stepping it up a little bit more is Vicia. I, there's mm-hmm. some things happening at Vicia that don't happen around town as much as I think we would all love to do it, but they manage to do it somehow where they use every piece of the product that walks in the door, gets yeah. eaten, used, or something in there is incredible. Um, we went up there and did one of these chef tasting dinners not long ago, and we just mm-hmm. sort of let them do it, and they just brought food to us throughout the evening, and every course was amazing. Um, and then we had so much fun, we got to walk out to the grill outside, and they worked with that person out there, what they're doing there is incredible, and I know that it happens in other cities, but it doesn't happen. I grew, I've grown up in this market, and it hasn't happened here, and I think mm-hmm. that they're just doing something that needs to be noticed. Yeah, yeah and, well, there's been some backlash against it, too. Yeah. yeah there's been some writers talking <laughs> about the tyranny of vegetables, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, good Lord. Right. You know, just because, you know, it's not like protein, you know, protein forward. Yeah. It's not meat protein forward. But the flavors are there. Oh, yeah. That's the Definitely, thing. Yeah. And they're and they're not the only ones. I think they take it to an artistic level that we all have to go, Oh, okay. Well I can do that a little bit. I mean there's no reason why every restaurant can't take a little bit of that in hand and say, I can tweak and do a little something that and I think people are doing it because you're seeing it in these very rough ramble things and you just walk into these places and you see these beautiful dishes that are put together and it's all over town. Um right. And I, I could go on and on and on, but I did mention slightly, Frida's is one of my favorites, I think. And these are vegetarian, I know Frida's for sure. There's this, uh, there's this place over on Macklin called the Copper Pig. Copper, Copper Pig, Pig. Yes. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It's almost every place you walk into in St. Louis that mm-hmm. goes crazy. And I'm sorry, I would do this every morning. And if anybody wants to join me, I'll go down to the Mud House every day and eat. Oh, and man. I know it's we're just talking just... I well, yeah I was slingers down, but for God's yeah. sakes I'll yeah. no I when when I when Jackson Pianos was first incepted in two thousand and one we moved down to Cherokee and there was nothing to eat and the Mud House maybe six years later so, uh, opened up and it was like the English style breakfast oh yeah I mean nobody else has got baked beans with their with their fried eggs mm-hmm. I was in I was I was so thankful never been disappointed never yeah, been disappointed uh, it was it was a blessing for for that neighborhood yeah. mm-hmm. and it's great that it's still kicking because yep. we used to have right the street from it what was that uh, vegan uh, breakfast uh, place that was opened up for a, a couple years oh, was it Melt? no 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 it, no. Was, uh, it was a vegan brunch house every Saturday and Sunday mm. it was a block up from um, from Mud House uh, mm. I can't remember the name I can't think of the name either, but, but we, we were in a yeah we were in a food Hole for a long time. Yep. Of it. For the in longest the time. And now there are places like Polite Society that is just killing it mm-hmm. every time you go in there. The food is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I can't eat some of the stuff that's on there, but I want to. Yeah. Just to <laughs> I just want to put it in my mouth and go, yeah, yeah, I, I tried it once. You know, it's so good. Um, Have you ever been to Gokul? Yes. Every Monday we go to Gokul. Really? Every Monday. Really? Every oh, Monday it's 100% vegan and it's fantastic. And it's kosher too. And we love it, love yeah. it, love it, love it. We're going tonight right across the street from Gokul. We're going to Forks and Sticks, <laughs> which is yes, 
incredible. Oh, There's yeah, so much incredible food that's going yeah. around town. Yeah, it's it's it hard just, to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's just too many yeah. options. People are doing some beautiful fun things and they're and 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 getting the word out. What I think is the most inspiring, especially from owning a restaurant and seeing people try different things, is that people are willing to try things. Yeah. Um this could not have happened ten years ago in St. Mm. Louis. Um, no, and no now, we did not have the yeah. brains. There's for an awakening like this. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. more than that. I think there's a culture in St. Louis of casual fine dining, which means you can walk through a place and do an amazing work where you don't have to know all the stuff. You don't have to be an expert to appreciate. They'll right. they'll help you out. They'll, they'll show you like they'll give you the ropes course first. Right. Is that the proper term? They'll, they'll basically put the hand over the first thing. We'll try some of these things. You're into this sort of stuff. And they right. won't treat you like you're a boob because you don't know what cream fresh is or right. any actual cooking technique. I mean, we've come, I think, masters. I worked for uh, Tim Mallet for years, and Tim Mallet, I thought, honest to God, I thought he had his thumb on the pulse of what St. Louis needed more than anything else. And I really think he did. Tim Allen owns Big Sky now, still going, but he had the Blue Water Grill and Remy's Kitchen Wine Bar and Ellie's Pasta going for a little while. But he had this amazing thought process on, like what you were just saying, about diners coming in. He said, we should never, first off, talk down to anybody that's mm-hmm. coming in. They should never feel like um, they can't understand what we're doing. And he would, we would put together these wine lists that were world-class competitive. Wines were on... This wine, this little bitty wine list in Clayton, Missouri, and um, but he never wanted people to feel uncomfortable. So the prices could never get over a certain amount. Mm. It had to be well explained. It had to be fun. The food had to be good. I mean, he did. He had that attitude of it's like you've got to make it easy for people to kind of come in and enjoy, and they'll eat anything. And he was right. They had <laughs> great little cool yeah. little Mediterranean cuisine going on at a time yeah. that I miss Remy so much. Mm. Great place. Yeah. What it, about your your highlight reel? Oh my! Well, okay. Some of it you? is fictional because it doesn't exist yet, and, yeah. but it's fantasy that I you that I would love to see happen. Okay, the first one is my dive place that I go to all the time, and I go to Evangeline's because they have the five dollar um, um, grits, mm. smoke grits with whatever you want for five bucks. That's my like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Next would be Friday nights, Lona's Little Wheats. Mm-hmm. We can't. I mean, I can't. I couldn't eat enough Lona's little, especially when they have their um, their soup, their wintertime soup. What is that one called? Um, tribal soup or something like that. Mm. Oh, it's mm. so good. Um, but the thing that I really wish that we had in this city is outdoor eating. Um, I fantasize so much about doing a kind of outdoor eating, like um, um. This is going to sound weird. I'm a backpacker. And there is a beauty to making a really delicate meal next to an open fire. Mm. And I've always fantasized about having a restaurant that had a gigantic pot in the middle mm. where like everything was based around the pot. So whatever was in the pot, mm. you had all these other stations that would create a food around that pot. And that pot was a big open fire and it was the base for every, mm. every meal for the, for the night. Um, campfire cooking. I wish that we had a restaurant in St. Louis that had campfire cooking, mm, but yeah, elegant, like not mm-hmm. like not too expensive, but like really something yeah. that is a completely different take on eating. Um, not like not hot dogs and beans. No, not hot dogs and beans. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll go out. On, I'll go out in groups with people. Right, mm-hmm. we'll like trek 15, 20 miles in a day, and then we'll get to a campfire. We're all beat. We'll make this fire up, and they'll pull out quail eggs that they've backpacked in the middle of nowhere and this like broth that they've condensed and they will create these incredible meals at a campfire that you could smell 300 feet away and you're like oh my god that is really good i've never eaten anything like that before and you just made that out of a out of a little teeny tiny package. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to flame. make out of an yeah. open flame, open yeah. flame cooking. I yeah. want to see that happen in St. Louis. I've That's never right. seen it happen anywhere, so it's in my head still. Mm. And also, I really wanted to open my my soup kitchen, Joe's Ladle. I'll mm. never do it. I know that. I really want to see <laughs> a real that. soup kitchen open. Mm. A real a place where you can go and get quarts, gallons. You, uh, whatever you want, you can get it frozen and take it home. You can sit down. They got crusty bread. I can't eat wheat. I know it's super hip. I'm so cool because I can't digest wheat without getting diarrhea. Um, <laughs> but um, 
some place like that where you can get like crusty breads, wheat, and non-wheat, and you can dip it in a hot soup. I wouldn't even care if it was like the reverse of Ted Drew's. They're closed <laughs> all summer. They're open all winter. Mm. Someplace when I'm depressed as hell because it's foggy and gross and gray, mm. and I can go get a borscht that makes my toes <laughs> curl up. That's what I want to see happen. But oh. until then, I go to Lona's Lalit and have the best soup in the yeah. city. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Uh-huh. So. That reminds me, I saw a picture of a drug crack post that he went camping some friends or something or hiking. They had uh, like potato chips. They put like uh, they put caviar on it, like uh, some kind of. Oh, that's right. Yeah, some kind of creme fraiche. Yeah, ah, yes, creme yeah. Fraiche. Yeah. See, the learning. It was meant to be like blinis. Yeah, like blinis. Campfire like, blinis. Yeah. 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 Well, see, I don't think this is. First off, I've seen it happen accidentally, just being out on float trips with. If you go on a float trip with oh, restaurant yeah. people, right? This is oh, what happens. Amazing meals. Like because you got a boat full things. of shit. You're right. Yeah, I'm and stuck. all these people know how to oh, do this. Was, oh, okay. It's fine. All these Ship people know how to do this stuff, and it's amazing the stuff they put together. So I've yeah. seen it happen. I've actually seen it on different TV shows, and I thought, wow, that's really cool what they just did with that fish yeah. or anything that they do. But I think the, the key to doing that part would just be, all right, so first you have to find the crazy chef. That's easy. There's one at every restaurant yeah. in St. Louis. <laughs> then you just have to say, hey, we're going on a trek. And then just get a group of people to all go into it. you got to trek out because that's yeah. part of the fun. That's yeah. one's part that's of the fun. And also it's, it's what can – it, it, when you have to condense it down in your mind, mm-hmm. you have to get rid of the crap. That I mean, as somebody, I, right. I always wanted to be a chef when I was younger, but then I realized I couldn't do it. One of the things that I have, my big problem with cooking is I add everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can never get it down to the really good chefs mm-hmm. who can do three ingredients that make something yeah. amazing. Right. I can't do that. I if I don't have, if I only have three ingredients, I'm shaving skin off the bottom of my foot just to try to get something else in there. <laughs> Even if it makes it taste horrible, I'm going to do it yeah. because I, I can't not do it. Your house, yeah. <laughs> once yeah. am I going to trust? Joe's ladles. Come on down for the skin off your foot soup. The game is a foot. The game is a foot. Exactly. Yeah, Zoe's something's a foot. At Zoe's restaurants, she's they're really good at just. Like three ingredient recipes are just amazing. It is, yeah. When someone knows what they're doing, it's so incredible. It's mind boggling what they can do. Well, it's sort of like uh, I was sitting down with a pianist a while back, and they were talking about how you can take four notes, and with four notes, you can create almost anything. Mm-hmm. And they sat and showed me how they were bouncing all over the keyboard. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that was not four notes. Like, no, I get that was just four notes. I just bounced it all over the place. Mm. Huh. And, you know, it's just the creative mind. The yeah. creative mind can do so much with so little. Right. And, and then there's people like me who. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the delusional so so mind. Uh, I do, yes, with so little. Yes, with so little. Oh, my. Hey. Okay. I think I'm going to wind things down. We talked, I think we've talked about the, the fundraiser, done all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. just my last. Two last questions. So tell people if they want to seek out Jackson Pianos or 5050, where can they find you? In person or online? What are all your stats? Uh, we are, uh, you can find a little bit of Jackson Piano over at 5050 as well, because we have a gorgeous piano sitting over there in our stage area. Uh, but we are at 3723 South Kings Highway in Southtown. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram uh, and also on uh, 5050.com, uh, 5050kitchen.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and please give us a call too. The phones still work. It's three one four eight seven five nine six two three. I always forget about that one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not many people have uh, stationary phones anymore. No, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, well, we do. Well, you can find us at jacksonpianos.com. We are at forty three fifty four Olive in the beautiful rear end of the Central West End. Yes, we are in the West End. We are just at the very, very, very tail of it. Um, you can also see us pretty much everywhere. We have pianos all over the city of St. Louis. 90% of the ones you see on public were donations by our company. And uh, they are out there for professional piano players to earn money and earn a living playing piano. If it wasn't for the, all these amazing restaurateurs like Bob, uh, to give us the opportunity to put instruments in places and locales so we can get the, the amazing pianists that have moved to St. Louis, which, speaking of that, we've had a lot of piano players move to St. Louis over the last year, I can think of five off the top of my mm-hmm. head that moved to St. Louis because the restaurant music scene is hot enough. They can make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you to everybody out there who's supporting this. Uh, but uh, jacksonbanners.com, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We post lots and lots of photos that nobody 
everybody looks at. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's an important part of it, uh, too, is because we talked about all these restaurants that we love to eat at, and some of the ones we mentioned actually have music on it. But I think anytime you can go, if a place is having music, go check it out. Thurman's does music. Oh, Thurman's does yeah. music. Yeah. Evangeline's does music all the time. Yeah. I mean, Thurman's Thursday night. I will go anywhere amazing. for music. Yeah. And I, th- I would love for more people just to go out. We yeah. have an entire backline set up. We do have this gorgeous piano, but I have an entire backline. I have my. I have a drum kit there. I have a PA system. I have amplifiers for the guitars. I have left our friendly bass players out of the mix, not on purpose, but on total accident. Uh, but I have, if a band walks in, they can play. Yeah. Cool. So. And that's important. Cool. Yeah. So then, last thing before we sign off, if someone listening wants to help with Keys for Keys, either musically or uh contribute a service or monetarily what do they do how can they get a hold of you guys um well as far as donating if you want to be a piano player or if you want to uh donate financially that would be excellent as well um or if you want to help day of as far as on our end of it with um uh, being a runner for equipment and just uh, overall helping out with uh, with human flow you can email us at events at jacksonpianos.com that's events at jacksonpianos.com and in the uh, subject put uh, keys for keys and you or you can call 314-371-4527 and ask for either Joe or Heather Adelson and um, any help we can get would be huge uh, because it's a lot of effort to put something like this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll do the same thing. If anybody wants to help the day of, we do have, it's more than just 24 hours of prep work and, and the working of the day going on. I am reaching out to a few friends and hoping to sh- uh, shore up some help with the juice bar and with the coffee overnight and stuff like that. But if anybody is listening and goes, oh my God, we would totally love to do that, mm-hmm. give me a call. We'll yeah, it's a it's a wonderful yeah, event. Even dishwasher, like, yeah. so I wash dishes. Right, every right. Day. Yeah, we'll, we'll take any on. and all help that we yeah. can take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you thanks for having us eat stuff. Yes, you're welcome. Good job. Boom. All right. Boom. Boom. Yes. Nice. Right. Right. Cool. That's it. All right. Heather Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff, and this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple's podcasts. I would also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. There, you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support. Please be sure to join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye.